The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. Our text today is taken from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 1 to 7. This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jehoiakim and the Queen Mother, the court officials and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the artisans, had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted the letter to Elasa, son of Shaphan, and to Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. It said, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you today for another opportunity to be able to bring your word to the world. Lord, I ask that you inspire me today that the sound of my voice will bring comfort to the listeners of this podcast. And Father God, I pray that in spite of all we may be going through, all that my listeners might be going through, that you bless them, God. And Lord, give us that grace to be able to pray for the villages where we live, for the towns where we live, for the cities where we live, and for our country and those that lead them. I bless you, Lord, today because I know that you're still in the business of answering prayer. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of this podcast is You are called to bless your city. You are called to bless your city. Oftentimes, we are tempted to speak negatively about our village, town, city, or country. But I believe that the child of God is called and commanded to speak positively about where he or she is planted, 
despite its vices. Because the Bible tells us succinctly in Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21b, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, which in this context simply means that what we say about things matters, and that includes the place where we have made our homes in this world. We should always speak positively about our village, town, city or country because our wholesome prosperity is dependent on its prosperity. The commercial slogan of my favorite city on the planet, the city of Glasgow, is this. People make Glasgow. In 2013, the slogan was unveiled as the new brand name for Scotland's largest city. The then city councillor said, the new slogan reflects the Glaswegian character. It's bold, friendly and confident and it evokes a real sense of pride. However, preceding this uplifting people-centered slogan of the city of Glasgow was a more powerful declaration by one of the founding fathers of the city known as St. Mungus. In one of his sermons, St. Mungo declared, O Lord, let Glasgow flourish by the preaching of thy word and the praising of thy name. Not only that the Lord heard Mungo's petition, God richly blessed the hard work of the people of the city of Glasgow with many blessings. Glasgow became so known around the world. That powerful declaration became a part of the city's coat of arms since 1866 and to this day can still be seen on the arms. The feeling of being displaced from one's homeland is never easy, especially when you have been forced to do so. That must have been the way the Israelites felt during their exile in Babylon. Of course, the immediate thought would be, well, it would soon be over and we will be on our way home. But then came a letter from the prophet of God stating that that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to be the case anytime soon. Instead, they were to prepare for a long haul in exile. Their future was in Babylon and not in Jerusalem. So they were commanded to settle down and even pray to the Lord for the welfare of Babylon, including those who persecute them. You may be in similar situation today, wherever you are, and you've been thinking, when is this going to be over? But no, the Lord is saying to you, wait, I am with you. This is my plan. You have got to stay put. Our key text today, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 1 to 7, is a part of the letter of the prophet Jeremiah to the Israelite in exile in Babylon on how 
they must conduct themselves in the strange land where they found themselves. Sometimes with us too, it is so easy for us to live on the edge of this life because of the fear of the known and the unknown. So that instead of accepting that we are where we are by divine providence and become productive, participate in the life of the city we live, we just sit and reminisce the past and yearn for the future that may not be ours forgetting that each time we do that, we waste precious time instead of redeeming it. Verse number 4 categorically states, Thor says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exile whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Here we see, my brothers and sisters, that it was a direct injunction from the Lord to a specific people, those whom he had allowed to go into exile to fulfill his purpose. In this letter, God commanded them to build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat what they produce. This means they must not just live like foreigners or strangers, but live like those who have come to occupy. They are to do so by living in the houses they built and even plant gardens. Wow! Brothers and sisters, Psalm 24 verse 1 to 2 says this, The earth belongs to God. Everything in all the world is His. He is the one who pushed the ocean back to let dry land appear. You are not where you are at the moment by default, my friend. You are there by design. Your geographical location today is a part of the plan of God for your life. Whether you know it or not, whether you are facing challenging times or not, that is why you must speak well of your village, your town, your city, and your country. Because the Lord himself set you up there. You are commanded to take active role in your community and feel at home. No one can uproot you. Only God can. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Remember, earlier in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 3, they were told not to intermarry with other nations. But here in verse number 6 of our key text, the exiles are commanded to take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters, multiply there, and do not decrease. God has a plan. He wants his people to increase numerically, and to do that, it has to be the right way, by marrying. 
if you have built a house in a city, live in that city, you have planted your gardens and have married, then you know you are established. And this is what God is asking of you today as a person of interest to God. God's strategy is always different. The exiles were to be the catalyst from where the Abrahamic prophecy of many nations will come, through whom all the other families of the earth will be blessed. And that's in Genesis chapter 12 verse 3. We must never neglect God's strategy in our lives, even when it does not sit well with our own thinking. God is always in the detail of our lives in every circumstances. The next most important thing for the exile to do is, as the passage say, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare you will find your welfare. Friends, the key word in this passage is welfare, which if translated in Hebrew language would be rendered as shalom. The word shalom is not restricted to peace. Of course, peace is a loose translation, but in actual sense, it means completeness of the purpose of God as intended. However, on this occasion, it may appear slightly odd to hear God saying to the people in strange land that they did not choose to go and to be asked to make the best of it. But you know what? Isaiah chapter 55 verse 89 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thought than your thought. God always does things in his own ways. And all we have to do every time is to trust and obey him. That is how we can get result when we work with him. This passage might be a little difficult for some to understand, but as a first-generation immigrant, I can try to understand what the feeling of those exiles were. To heed the command to settle and to feel at home even if they felt unwelcome in that places, especially when they were going to be there for a long time at least about 70 years. Notwithstanding, the key message from this passage for them is that they must find meaning in their lives, even when the odds stacks against them, in sufferings, in trials, and in temptations, they must continue to choose life rather than becoming cynical and resentful. It's so easy for us to come to that place where we can no longer understand the plans of God and it renders us, it brings us to that place where we no longer see things from God's perspective and we become cynical and resentful of all that God is trying to do in our lives. 
But like the Israelites, we too in 2020 must always seek to make the best of bad situations and go on with our lives. By so doing, we can be released in our minds to freely pray for the villages, towns, cities, and countries, and all those that lead them. It is difficult, but we are called to do just that. We are in the Word. We've not been taken out of the Word. So we have a duty to the Word to pray for them, to pray for its prosperity, to pray for its peace so that the divine peace will reign on earth. In many ways, this injunction resonates with Jesus' teaching in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 44. It says, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Even if we feel treated unfavorably in our present locations, we still need to bless the land we live because as we do so, we also would reap the benefit of the blessings of God as it pours down on the town, cities, and countries where we live in. I believe it must have been difficult for the primary recipient of this prophetic letter, but still God said it and they believed it and that settled it. Like the individual Christians, the church as the body of Christ today is in exile of some sort. Biblical Christianity is increasingly becoming strange to the popular culture of our societies. We are surrounded by idols of human philosophies which has in turn swallowed uh, biblical values. Yet, in those circumstances, we are called to bless our churches, we are called to bless our villages, our towns, our cities, and our world. Because where we are at the moment is our home. We must make it a point of duty to pray for the shalom of Babylon. To pray for Babylon to become a society in which God's purpose of peace and social justice are communicated accordingly. Because in this way, the people of the earth can be blessed. God wants us to be the lights to the nations. As I conclude this podcast... I must tell you that I don't know your personal circumstances today. You may be an immigrant feeling unwelcome in your own town or a citizen feeling out of place or strange things are happening to you that you clearly have no control over. You wake up one morning and feel like you are in exile. Exile from your well-choreographed life, the future seems certain, but then without warning and without opportunity for negotiation, you are told you are no good for the job you have built all your life around. Or other life-altering situations sets in your word comes crumbling over you but you did all that you could have done and you know none of these things were your making but let me encourage you my brothers and sisters today that regardless of these things 
this podcast calls us all to embrace the working of the Holy Spirit in all of our situation so as to work for the welfare of the places we have been planted because we are called to bless our city for the glory of the Lord. Finally, as God was at work in Babylon before the exile ever left Jerusalem, so he is with us today in our own exile. Let us therefore judiciously employ the resources available to us to make possible our witnesses for Jesus Christ in the place of our exile. God bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this privilege and I thank you Lord that we are called to bless our villages our towns our cities our countries and Lord we pray that regardless of the sufferings or the trials and temptation that we may be feeling Lord I pray that the peace that passes all understanding will be ours so that we can be free to bless our places of abode thank you king of glory for as many lord that have listened to this podcast in the name of jesus christ For listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.